Oh my gosh, this is gonna, this episode's gonna be a doozy. What kind of a doozy? Uh, the kind of a doozy where you don't need to be a floozy. <laughs> He's been saying this for 20 minutes, everybody. I don't, I, I do not know why. Uh, also, we, I don't know how we got here, so we were just, ch- we were just chatting before recording, and I had mentioned, um, we were talking about something, and I mentioned Chris, Christopher Reeves was in a movie. That came out in uh, 1980. Okay, this movie came out in 1980, and I was like, "He time travels." Christopher time travels, and you said you'd never heard of this. Yeah, I had never heard of it. Okay, I'm gonna read you the synopsis. In 1972, playwright Richard Collier, played by Christopher Reeve, becomes fascinated by a photo of Elise McKenna, a turn of the century stage actress, while staying at the Grand Hotel in Mackinac Island, Michigan. As Richard's obsession grows, he learns from a friend that time travel may actually be possible through hypnosis. Richard travels in time to meet Elise and the two appear destined to be together. However, Elise's jealous manager, played by Christopher Plummer, attempts to keep them apart. Hmm. Stay tuned for scenes from the next episode of Dragon Ball Z. (laughs) And that'll be... uh... A movie in the review portion of the Patreon tiers, maybe. <laughs> yeah, so we would we do need to, we would have to make a list of we all need these to movies. come up with yeah. And it's important for that first one. What is the first one that we do? The one that we just talk about a Desert lot? Storm or Desert <laughs> Strike. Desert Strike, yeah, with yeah. Uh, <laughs> with uh, Mike Tyson. Yep, Mike Tyson, no less. Yeah, welcome guys. Welcome to the truck. My children are so loud. We're, we're recording this on a Friday night. Yep. Uh, we being the Trelour Blazors. I'm one of your hosts, Ben Moon, joined by uh, the, illust- the illustrious, the respectable, the genial. The other Mr. one. Uh, the <laughs> Yes, Mr. Nick Kelly. That's me. Hello. I hope you do when I write. Um, in this trailer, in this trailer... Uh, guys, in this podcast, we talk about the movie trailers, we talk about things coming up, um, and and then we just add other stuff, don't we? We do, yeah. From time to time we play a game. We should probably play a game soon. Maybe next next week. Yeah. Not enough planning in this episode to... Well, okay, so there's not a lot of c- content this week, not a lot of trailers... You'd think because we didn't do an episode on actual Christmas weekend, we we took a week off, and then we did an episode completely dedicated to Hallmark trailers, that we should have a three-week buildup of of trailer meat. Yeah, that pimple's about to bust, you know, it's just... But I only had to scroll down like four rows on the Movie Coverage YouTube channel until yeah. I was hitting ones that we had used already. So, you know, it just wasn't a strong week. It wasn't enough rows. Yeah, but we have a couple high-profile ones, and then a bunch of ones that I had to, like, reach for. If we don't get no... Stupid! <laughs> 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 this makes no sense. I need okay. to hear it, though. Okay. <laughs> if we don't get no rows, then we can't make no episodes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that needs to be the Armageddon. Or something. That's the but with the with the trailers that we have this week. That's what we need. <laughs> it is. Uh, listen, we're not there yet. We we still got to talk about what we done had watched this past week. 
What we done had watched this past week. I watched uh, No Time to Die, the fifth Daniel Craig Bond movie with uh, Remy Malik as the bad guy. And I enjoyed it. Uh, it's not my favorite of the five, but I, I enjoy I enjoy all of them. So I, I like them. Uh, and then Jess and I watched the, the 1932 Mummy the other day. Is that a silent movie? No, it's uh, Boris Karloff is the mummy. And then uh, they, a lot of them talk like this. Uh, but uh, Boris Karloff uh, talks like, you know, the monster mash. Because that's, <laughs> that's how he talks, you know. <laughs> I am Boris Karloff. So that was fun. Uh, I haven't seen that one in a long, long time. How, how did you watch it? Like I have I was, it on 4K. Okay, I was going to say you weren't streaming that, I don't think. No, I have a I have two box sets of Universal Classic Monster movies. So, I have each one of them had four movies, so I have like Dracula, Wolfman, uh Creature from the Black Lagoon, Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein, Invisible Man and uh Phantom of the Opera. I feel like having that, that is, those box sets of the old Universal Monster movies is sort of a, a cultural education. Oh, definitely. Uh, there's a lot of context in those for just be, they're so influential on, on everything down yeah. the line. So if you watch them, it's like, oh. Uh, I still, my favorite's The Creature from the Black Lagoon and The Wolfman. Those are my top two. I have seen pre- uh, Creature from Black Lagoon. Maybe that maybe that's a Patreon tier where we go through the box set of of that and then we go through all the Godzilla movies and we comment. Yes, I I like this idea. That's a good idea. Yeah, so if you want to hear our dumb comments over this, you know, good or bad movie. Yeah. Um, I watched the first. Oh, I I didn't watch the whole thing. I haven't finished it yet. I've been watching it on my lunch break. But the uh, Blood Origin, The Witch of the Blood Origin uh, yeah. show. And it's you know it's all elves all the time. Right. I'm trying to give it a chance. It's it's coming across a little corny. That's it doesn't have a it doesn't have a strong audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. It doesn't have a lot of gravitas. No, and I just don't I don't think the writers for these Witcher Netflix things really like The Witcher. So I'm kind of not super I'm not like clambering to see like I don't have Netflix right now and I'm not going to subscribe for that. I would I wouldn't do that if I were you. No, I'm not going to. Okay. So, yes, we really I haven't been watching a whole lot. I've kind of been I've been trying to go to bed early, but then I just end up staying in the bed playing Marvel Snap. So you're still on that? Yeah, dude, I'm addicted. I can't, I can't unshay. I, I can quit any time I want. Yeah, uh, cousins, cousins are still playing that. Yeah, it, it's, it's just a really good. It's surprisingly good and very addictive. I, I like the strategy. Um. It, okay. So that's anyway. That's enough of what we've done, had played or watched, whatever. Um. We have one piece of news, and I'll tell you what. I don't like it. No, I, I don't think it's. It probably won't happen because yeah. this has been said before. Yeah, and I think this is uh, people just saying they would like to do that. Well, yeah, sure, you, you'd you like to make a movie as classic as Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah, you heard that right there. Some people who want to remake Big Trouble in Little China. That's a hard no from me. So, yeah, this is James Wan, uh, director of such movies as Fast and the Furious, uh, The Conjuring, 
Malignant, which is great. Um, and then Patrick Wilson wants to make it with him because he's in a lot of his movies. And uh, Patrick Wilson, I like Patrick. Even though he's in Moonfall, that's that's not indicative of him. Uh, yeah, so Patrick Wilson and and James Wan, who are people who I don't dislike. Like I like things that they do. Like Patrick Wilson is great in season two of Fargo. But you can't remake Big Trouble in Little China. Uh, it's like that movie only works because A, it's John Carpenter and B, it's Kurt Russell. Like that's why that movie's good. The elements of it working in another environment are not there. Uh, it's too weird. It's too weird of a movie. It's a one-off thing. It, exactly. I totally agree. The Rock wanted to remake this movie too, and that never happened. So, there's no reason to remake it. I just don't understand that. No, I I understand the impulse for an actor to want to do it so that they can play in that sandbox. You know, like they want to do their impression or whatever of Kurt Russell. So I understand like an actor desire to do it just for fun but it's not something that an audience will receive well why why are we trying to remake good movies like i can maybe understand taking a bad movie like buying the property and then making something good i don't understand making remake wanting to remake good movies i don't either i think they're just trying to make money off of a name and it just never works out well i mean everybody's got to get paid but uh at what expense yeah there's a cultural component here not just financial. Exactly. Well, that's uh, it's been a slow news week as far as well as trailers, folks. Uh, and so that will bring us to Tar. Tar. What do you want to do? So I just came up with this on the fly, but we're going to do a question times. The questions times. And it's if you could put a movie in a lockbox where it's never able to be remade or reimagined or... Blah, blah, blah. Uh, what what would that movie be? It's absolutely impervious to remake. And I have mine already, and it's The Princess Bride. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, put that in that lock box. Good grief. Yeah, no remakes. There's no reason to. Yeah. A literal perfect movie there. Yep. What about you? Return to Oz. Good, good. Yeah, lock that in there. Lock that in there. I don't, I don't want any computer animated stuff or whatever. No. That... That could never be... The tone of that movie could never be replicated now. Oh, there's no way. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. So, oh, also, just speaking of... Yeah, so let us know what what you would not want to be remade. But I, I have to bring this up. Speaking of uh, tones, because I always talk about how I like the tone of the 1998 Lost in Space. So I was talking to a coworker, uh friend, Scott, and... It occurred to me while talking to him that the 1998 Lost in Space movie would be a really, really good Fantastic Four movie. Like, all the plot beats are there. Uh, There's not a strong parallel for everything. Like, there's not really a strong parallel for The Thing or for Susan. But, like, William Hurt is basically uh, Reed Richards perfectly. Uh, And Will would be, like, Franklin Richards. And future Will is, like, future Franklin. And it's just... Uh, Dr. Smith and Doom, and then, like, there's, like, a an alternate future where Doom has raised Franklin Richards, and it's all messed up, and it just would be perfect. And uh, also, uh, Major West is a pretty good stand-in for Johnny Storm. So, that's my pitch for uh, Fantastic Four, is to just use the plot from the <laughs> 1998 Lost in Space. <laughs> just do it. Yeah, just do it. The t- the t- I'm still sitting on that... 
the tone of that movie could never be recreated. No, it couldn't. It couldn't. Uh, You're so right. It's it's locked in. It's only something that could come out of the 80s. Uh, it's re- when things feel like they're 80s things today. It's never exact. It's it's like a it's like a reflection or like like a ripple from the 80s, but it's never that that exact thing. And Big Trouble in Little China has that and Return to Oz and it's just you can't do it. Yeah, Fly the Navigator had that. Yeah, had that. so you can get you can you can make a fake version of it like Stranger Things, which is 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 only a projection of it. Yeah, it's it's false. It's a false a false and, god. <laughs> a projection. I think it's a yeah is a, is a good way to put that. Yep. But it will never be done again. It'll never be done. All right, folks. Let's talk about these here, Nunu. New, 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 trailers, folks, we have an Adele 19. Did you watch that ninth trailer? I did, yes. Okay, okay, good. I caught it before you, before we started. I slapped it on there at the last minute, even though we've known about it for a couple days now. Yep. Uh, because, because of David Harbour. Oh, spoiler, this is an episode spoiler right here at, you know, at 15 minutes in, whatever. Well, I mean, the, the show notes are full of spoilers, so... I guess they could just read the show notes. They could. Ahead of time. All right, folks. The first thing that we have here, we're starting off with, a, this one's a daisy. I would call this a floozy, but also a daisy. A floozy daisy. A floozy daisy. Uh, in Evil Dead Rise. This is a Red Band trailer. Oh, God. I did sure not is. like. Nick, you know I don't like horror movies. And, buddy, a Red Band horror movie trailer might as well be a horror, you know, just a rated R. Yeah, Horror. and this this is for Evil Dead Rise, which is a sequel to the other Evil Dead movie, uh, the, the remake one that is not the Bruce Campbell one. Uh, the plot of this is a twisted tale of two estranged sisters whose reunion is cut short by the rise of flesh-possessing demons, thrusting them into a primal battle for survival as they face the most nightmarish version of family imaginable. And this stars... Alyssa Sutherland from Vikings and uh, some people I have never heard of. I didn't know anybody. You know Alyssa Sutherland from Vikings. She's just like dressed like a monster in this trailer, so you can't recognize her. Oh, uh, okay. She was Oslog in Vikings. There's a lot of bonking in the background of this episode, and everyone listening is just going to have to get used to it because Ben was abandoned to his castle full of children. My, my, I'm going to have to have a talk with my wife. <laughs> my wife. My wife. I'm gonna have to have a talk with my wife because Holland was have to, was supposed to have one friend spend the night, which has now turned into three. So, I mean, there's six kids in my house, six children. That's a lot, and only three of them are mine. It's too many people. There's Aaron is over at somebody's house. I need. And this is too. This is not right. Yeah, it's all wrong. It results in all the bonking. <laughs> there's a lot of bonking <laughs> in the background, and, and like I said, it's just gonna be there. So yeah, the, when I think of Evil Dead, I I think of like funny Bruce Campbell movie. Yeah, me and too. Not like this. I don't know. This is gross. This is just gross. It's it not was, fun. Nick, it was it was obscene. It was so gross. It's not fun. Like no, it, Evil Dead's fun. That's the fun out. So here, so here's here's my question to you. That obviously that's what it means to us. But are they right. just taking the evil name and expanding it into this where they can do different types of horror within this universe? That's 
a thing that a studio would do. <laughs> it's not, it, but everything I must be must be Marvel. Yeah, I don't want them to do that. Evil Dead is like it's, it's fun, and it's it's I don't know the Fetty Alvarez one. I, I, I when I when I saw that one, I was like, this is gonna be too gross. And I'm not going to like it. But then I watched it and it was like, it's not as gross as I thought. And there was some fun towards the end. And I was like, okay, well, this wasn't bad, actually. Uh, there was parallels to the other ones. There was uh, just basically Ash was the girl and you didn't realize that until the end. And uh, this one doesn't look like it has any of that. And I'm going to steal another thing that Scott said. Uh, well, I said the other thing. But when I was talking to Scott today, he said... Uh, they need to they need to stop changing how the the Necronomicon looks because the book looks different in every single movie. <laughs> no continuity. Yeah, so I don't want to watch this one. I watched I watched the other one, the Fetty Alvarez one. I watched Ash versus Evil Dead. Uh, I watched all the other ones. I don't want to watch this one though. It doesn't have Necronominuity. Yeah, there's no Necronominuity in there. <laughs> There is the episode title. Necronominuity. <laughs> Necronominuity. Yeah, if, if you ain't got, if you ain't got Necronominuity. Yeah, Necronominuities. If it doesn't have Necronominuity or Necronominuity, I'm not in. <laughs> so I bet so, there's Necronominuity somewhere in it. <laughs> Oh gosh, let's move on, shall yeah, we? I think no, it's time. Hold on, I yeah, I have to pause for the children stomping. All right, so the second trailer here is for Renfield. Yes, uh, Dracula's henchman and inmate at the lunatic asylum. Uh, there's not really a plot synopsis on IMDb for this one. It's like a weird action movie with Nicholas Holt as Renfield playing another pale, deadly guy. Or sickly guy, uh, Nick Cage as Dracula, which is clearly the main draw of this film, and Aquafina is like a cop, and Ben Schwartz is in it too. Uh, the tone of this is bonkers. Yeah, uh, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's really hard to tell, because like when they first announced this, I thought it would be kind of like a cheeky movie. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was expecting. Yeah, but this seems more wacky than cheeky. <laughs> Yeah, wacky is a word for it. I mean, it, you just from I don't know if the trailer is trying to miscommunicate the tone and make keep you guessing or if the or if this movie really is just all over the place. It's probably a little of both. Um I would I would steer clear of it if not for Nick Cage. Yeah, he is definitely the the draw point. Yeah, yeah. Is this is a, this is all of Nick Cage based interest on my part here. Uh, for sure. I will say the production value in this looks good, though, right? Like, it looks like they spent some money here. Yeah, it looks high budge. I'm pretty sure, was that Tom Link in this trailer? On an R. I don't see him in the list. I, I thought that guy was Tom Link, but I don't see him in the cast list here. Uh, so, this guy, there's a guy in this that just looks like Tom Link from okay. Buffy. Okay. But, yeah, uh, Nicolas Cage's Dracula. Yes, please. Yeah. We, we do want to see this. Yes. Or see that. All right, next up we have a trailer for Koala Man. Koala Man follows a family father who lives a not-so-secret identity as the titular hero who possesses a burning passion to snuff out petty crime. And this is a Hulu animated series 
produced by Justin Roiland, who is in Rick and Morty. And uh, this also stars, in in some fashion, Hugh Jackman. He's not Koala Man. He's like a kind of like a Bear Grylls type guy. It looks like, or like a some sort of wilderness show guy. But it's it's mostly like Koala Man versus like littering and stuff like that. He cuts like two blades of grass in a guy's lawn. Yeah, yeah. So I like Australians. I like Australian humor. Uh, I'm not a Rick and Morty guy. And that's the question. Is it going to be more Australian humor? Or is it going to be more Rick and Morty humor? It might be worth checking it out and seeing. Like I did that with that uh, uh, Northern, ex- not Northern Exposure, that Northern, the Bob's Burgers show in Alaska. <laughs> I watched a couple of those and it wasn't really my jam. But uh, I might check out this one too. Well, let us know what you think. Yeah, let us know. Next up, we have a trailer for Snow Day. Your family is in for a flurry of fun with Snow Day, a musical reimagining of the beloved classic comedy film that follows a group of kids who discover that anything is possible when you break routines and take giant risks. I did not know this was a remake until right this very second when I read that. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't either. So we definitely didn't know that. Uh, I just, I thought this was like, you know, uh, BHSME, Big High School Musical Energy. It definitely is. It is. And I was like, oh, this, they're they're just riffing off that. But apparently they're still ripping, ripping off, ripping it off. They're still ripping it off. Yeah. But with uh, a little bit of history behind it or, you know, remake history. Having never heard of the previous iteration, I don't know if it was a musical, but this one certainly is. We're definitely dumb dudes on this one. Yeah, and also the villain in this is the snowplow guy, which is kind of funny for a kid's movie, for the villain to be a snowplow guy. But yeah, obviously we're not the intended audience for this children's musical. No, no, for sure not. And it'll, you know, it may slap like a High School Musical did to those to that audience. When they were doing the dance at the beginning, because I didn't know it was a musical until like a little bit into the trailer, but when they started doing that dance... I was like, oh, I bet this is to get people to do TikTok challenges for marketing. Oh, that makes sense. That's the first thing I thought. But then I was like, oh, wait, no, it's just a full-on musical. They still might do it. That's still a strategy, you know? Yeah, they're ad- they're going to add dances to everything to try and get them to be popular on TikTok like Wednesday. Yep, there it is. Yep. The foresight that he has, Nick Kelly. Well, I I stole that from a writer who was talking on KingCast. She mentioned it, and I was like, yeah, she's right. All right, next up, we have a trailer for That 90s Show. Yep, so as discussed previously in the teaser trailer, it's 1995. Leia Foreman is visiting her grandparents for the summer. So it's a sequel to That 70s Show uh, starring Kitty and Red, and then the, uh, the daughter of Eric and Donna from the original series. And then as we saw from this... Uh, everyone from the original cast who is not in prison is <laughs> is in this as well. So That's great. I don't think I ever saw a single episode of that 70s show. Pretty much a 100% chance I'm going to continue that with this uh, next step. Uh, I, I watched that 70s show. Um, it took place in a fictional Wisconsin town called Point Place. Uh, so I, I will do, I will watch anything that takes place in Wisconsin <laughs> and a lot of sitcoms do for some reason, like happy days. I think honestly, I think, uh, that 70s show took place in Wisconsin as a reference to happy days, which took place in Wisconsin. 
and Laverne and Shirley uh, also. Um, but yeah, this this like it depends if the kids are funny. Obviously, um, some people are going to be funny. Like like uh, Kurtwood Smith and Deborah Jo Rupp are funny. They were the best characters on that '70s show. So making the focus of this one be Red and Kitty is a good idea because they were, really were the funniest characters. Mm. I'll take your word for it. Yeah. We're but... gonna make it after <laughs> all. Is that Laverne and Shirley? Ba-da-ba-ba. I can't I can't picture it now because I'm on the spot. I can't picture the theme song. I can only I can only picture it's the da 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 I can't do it, man. I can't think of it. Oh, yeah. It's Mary Tyler Moore. Oh, okay, okay. That's what it was. Because Laverne and Shirley says something about we're going to make it too, but it's not the same. It's not we're going to make it after all. It's a different song, but it's similar. It's like how the Family Matters and Full House theme songs are almost exactly the same, you know? So it's like if you try to hum one, you'll hum the wrong one. Anyway, that 90s show. I'll check it out, maybe. (laughs) I'll check it out, maybe. Uh, next trailer we have is for True Detective Season 4. This is really, it's really a HBO sizzle reel. Yeah. But I put it on here as True Detective Season 4 because I had not heard of True Detective Season 4 happening yet. And I wanted to talk about it because, uh, Season 1 of True Detective is great. Season 2 of True Detective is terrible. Like, real bad. I have not seen Season 3, but my mom says it's good and it stars Mahershala Ali. So it's probably good. But this one takes place in Alaska. So that kind of piques my interest. We are a very pro-Alaska podcast. Yeah, I'm pro-Alaska. I'm not pro a lot of Alaskans. (laughs) (laughs) I think, think, yeah, that that probably could be said for any state, but yes. Yeah. Um. So I don't really know what this is about. It's called True Detective Night Country, which is cool. True Detective always has this weird kind of cool creepiness to it, uh, which I I like, like especially season one, which is awesome. But yeah, so it's I, I pulled up an article about it. It says the eight men who operate the Salal Arctic Research Station vanished without a trace. The detectives on the case are Liz Danvers, Jodie Foster, and Evangeline Navarro, Callie Rice Reese, who must confront their past and the dark truths lying underneath the Arctic ice. So, yeah, I think I want to watch this one. Halal Research Center? It's, it's, uh, no, it's, uh, it's not halal or haram. It is, uh, T-S-A-L-A-L. Okay. I don't know what that is. I don't either, but you know what I do know? That Tokyo Vice was in this trailer. Yeah, that's right. That's the, that's the meat and potatoes of this is that they... Uh, showed a, a little tiny second of season two of Tokyo Vice. All I, know, all I need to know is that it's coming. I mean, we knew it was coming, but I like to I like to see the video evidence that it's coming. Yeah, that that show was so good. Uh, <laughs> uh, so good, so good, man. My God, so could, good. Uh, could they be louder? I guess they could technically. I mean, technically, they could. Yeah. Yeah, it could be worse. Uh, I, I guess it could. They could be like spilling drinks. Yeah, that's next, buddy. That's next. Jeez Louise. Okay, next trailer we've got is Knock at the Cabin. Plot of this one is, while vacationing, a girl and her parents are taken hostage by armed strangers who demand that the family make a choice to avert the apocalypse. So, 
this is an M. Night Shyamalan movie directed by him and written by him. And it stars Dave Bautista and Rupert Grint. And uh, those are the only ones who's who I've heard of in this list. And, okay, so M. Night Shyamalan is a divisive filmmaker. Yep. Most people like The Sixth Sense. Uh, yep. Most people dislike almost all of his other movies. And they're not wrong to do so. I think a lot of people like Unbreakable. I like Unbreakable. Yeah, I liked Unbreakable when I saw it. I don't like the sequels to Unbreakable. I didn't like Split because I don't like James McAvoy, really. Um, And I didn't watch Mr. Glass because I don't like uh, Split. And There's there's a chain there. Yeah, I just just was like, eh, Unbreakable was good enough. I don't like McAvoy. I don't like Split. And I don't like this other movie because I didn't like Split. Yeah, exactly. Um, I do like Dave Bautista. And I, the premise of this is kind of cool. But will he fumble the end? We keep trying to do M. Night Shyamalan, but, mm-hmm. can, but can he do? But That's can the thing. he do? We, we give this guy infinite chances. <laughs> That's the truth. I don't know that I've seen... I don't know that I've seen anyone else in Hollywood have this many chances. I mean... Say what you, say what we will of M Night Shyamalan's directing or writing, he's a good art director. Like his movies are gorgeous, even the bad ones. Yeah, like the way he shoots them, the cinematography. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like even even uh, Lady in the Water and uh, The Happening are gorgeous movies. Let just let him be director of cinematography. Yeah, that's what I always think. It's like let him shoot it, let someone else write it. But like, yeah, could he? Does he, I feel like we as a nation just think he's got one in him. <laughs> <laughs> we feel like he's got another one in him. He's got to have at least one more in him. Yeah. So I just feel like somewhere, somewhere in him, he's got he's got another one there, and I, and like we're just gonna keep letting him try. I'm, I'm I'll, I might watch this one and see because it, it looks intriguing. I'm just, let me see. Just let me see. Just let me see. You got yeah. one more Shyamalan. That's, you got one more. That's it. They they got uh, their. Just let me see money. You know, yeah. there's enough money in the let. Just let me see money. That <laughs> yeah, you can stay afloat. That. M Night Shyamalan lives on let me see money. <laughs> <laughs> there's so many things we can title this episode. <laughs> can you imagine? He must be the god of pitch meetings. He he must have some pizzazz, some hush, hookshpa. He comes in there, the executive's like, uh, "What do you want, Knight?" And he's like, "I know, I know. The last seven have flopped, but this time, a cabin. Yeah, yeah, in the woods. Yeah, yeah. We've seen it before. Someone has to maybe be sacrificed, and the people invading might be the good guys." All right, let me see. <laughs> He's like, I got one about a, a cabin in the woods. We've already seen that one. We got that, that group from Chicago. <laughs> and, the, and the blind girl. Yep, yep. You keep so, making yeah. these cabin in the wood movies. We got the cabin in the woods. We got Shyamalan. We just want to see. We Let me see. Let just, me see. just let me see. Yeah. Um, all right, let's see about this next trailer here, which is Alone at Night. This, 
the the plot of this one is quarantine leads to a night of terror and this movie stars ashley benson who is a name i've been seeing pop up a lot lately i don't know i don't really know anything she's in uh i'm looking at her imdb and this is nothing this is nothing man there's nothing on here so i don't know where, why i've been hearing about her uh but this movie she's like a cam girl and she goes to some remote cabin to do cam girl camming and like there's a murderer harassing her and this movie also has uh paris hilton in it and pamela anderson so that tells you the the quality here of this particular trailer buddy i'll tell you what i i did not recognize pam anderson no i i when i saw her i was like now this is somebody She's like, but she didn't look like a regular actor. She looks like, she, she kind of looked like, like a blow up doll. <laughs> but like, if it was a person. I was just that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, like that. Yeah. Possibly that's cruel to say, but that's just what I thought when I saw her. It's, no, because it's accurate. <laughs> yeah. Um, she looks not real. Yeah. It doesn't, yeah. And Louis Guzman is in this, and it's like, brother, you're in P.T. Anderson movies. <laughs> like, what are you doing in this? Very strange, man. It, like, it, you just go like, what on earth is this? You have, it's like commercials with Paris Hilton within the trailer. Yeah, she's like breaking the fourth wall. It's like yeah. Paris Hilton. Like Paris Hilton probably was like, yeah, whatever. I'll do. Th- I'll take the however many hundred thousand <laughs> you're giving me for this. All right, now say this one to the camera like you're talking to the camera. Now just deliver your lines elsewhere. Yeah, not since House of Wax have we seen horror horror movie with Paris Hilton in it. It's kind of, I'm just thinking about House of, do you remember House of Wax with Paris Hilton? I have no idea what you're talking about. They kind of, it's a movie, that also had the guy from Supernatural, but I don't remember which guy from Supernatural. One of the brothers from Supernatural, because both of them were, I think it was the one from Gilmore Girls. And not the one that was in My Bloody Valentine. Okay. Uh, and they the marketed this movie as like, come see Paris Hilton get killed in this horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, if Paris, Hilton, if Paris Hilton was shifted 10 years in her life, she would not be treated how she was treated in my youth. Like, Paris <laughs> Hilton was treated so bad by America. Yeah. did we did we do her wrong yeah because like it's the same thing with like britney spears and like these people who are just like destroyed and then it then people act like it's their fault <laughs> but it's really like they were shredded by everyone for no reason like it wouldn't happen today not in the same way uh, on twitter it would yeah maybe it depends but it's, it's like it happened to a lot of women in the early 2000s. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it just wouldn't happen now. No. They just get to be in movies like uh, Alone at Night. Right, yeah. But it's just like Paris Hilton kind of... I mean, I, it's hard to feel bad for rich people. That Yeah. At, at the end of the day, being mean to someone is still being mean to someone. Yeah, that's true. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like Paris Hilton got shafted a little like... Uh, the 10 year gap of <laughs> of the early 2000 garbo period yeah. um 
speaking of Garbo, there's you caught this same moment in this trailer where um, Pam Anderson was playing a little prank. Oh yes, yeah. so, so <laughs> Pam, Pam Anderson is playing a prank, and uh, she like wears like a Jason hockey mask and jumps out and scares Ashley Benson, and she's like. Someone's trying to murder. Like, Stop! What are you doing? You're like, the sheriff. What in the world? Yeah. Like, don't prank. Don't prank this girl. Yeah, I was like, what is this character's motivation? This is so wild. We're getting a lot of goofy stuff in in these trailers. Like in the Evil Dead Rise trailer, at the end, uh, she says this line, and she she's like, "Mummies with the maggots now," but it sounded like Lance <laughs> from Portlandia. <laughs> <laughs> like it really sounded like Carrie Carrie. Uh, Brownstein in Portlandia when they change her voice to be Lance. It was the same voice. <laughs> it was. Oh, that is. That's right. Dude, grab a clip of that and stick it in there. <laughs> I like, will. Seriously, it is the same voice. Just think, this is too complicated of an idea for him. You know, you you ride in the car, right? It's not like a bike. You're not getting on top of it. My gosh, I'm I'm absolutely gonna do that. Yeah. So. But, but I'm yeah, not alone at night. Yeah, alone at night. I'm, I'm not gonna see. You know, there's, there's only one way. That I would watch alone at night. You know what that is? What's that? If there's Necronomicon. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, it's a cam girl movie, right? So you, there's a you'd expect at least like some. It's not the <laughs> '80s anymore, though. It's not the '80s. Yeah. Uh, they had consistency. They had Necronomicon. Necronomic consistency. That's not as funny as necronomic continuity. Necronomicity. Necronomicity. And if you want to invest, you get necronomic annuities. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> so I'm necro not gonna watch alone at night. Yeah, faux show. All right, now the last trailer. We saved this uh, filet mignon for last because this, this is the best one. I'm very excited about this because you know I'm a motorsport fan, but we got a teaser for Gran Turismo. Yep the the plot of this is uh, the ultimate wish fulfillment of a tale of a teenage Gran Turismo player whose gaming skills won a series of Nissan competitions to become an actual professional race car driver, based on a true story. Uh, this is directed by Neil Blomkamp of uh, of District Nine and. Uh, Elysium fame, yeah, and 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 fr- uh, Frankie, Willie, yeah, yeah, the Wally. robot, the bullied robot that I didn't uh, want to watch get picked on with the rabbit ears, Zippo, Z- Durky, <laughs> <laughs> what is it? What is it called? Chappy, that's it. <laughs> Chappy, yeah, Durky, D- Durky the bullied robot. Uh, yeah, so this stars. This got good cast. We got David Harbor. We got Orlando Bloom. We got Jaman Hansu. Uh, that's the good cast. I don't know anyone else, but, but I like those three guys. Yeah, and they are on the their Nissan Nismo team, which is cool, man. Yep. I don't know anything about cars, so I agree that they're cool. Just because you probably are right. I know what cool stuff is. Yeah, I know what cool stuff is. Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> all right, folks. Well, that does it for the new new trailers, which brings us to the Trailer Mailers. You've got mail. Yeah. So last week in our, our Hallmark episode, we asked what genre should they add to the Hallmark holiday movies. Uh, the genre uh, we didn't get a lot of answers. We only got one from Elaine. <laughs> and uh, I, I had used that picture, the meme on Instagram of like 
the row of like eight white guys uh, like yeah. leaning over slightly and they all look exactly the same so uh elaine said first off what an amazing picture to capture the diversity of male leads <laughs> and she said i think a fantasy action genre would be fun like lord of the rings but set at christmas well, Elaine, I can tell you that the Christmas Dragon, the season finale of season 13 of Mystery Science Theater 3000, says otherwise. But I guess <laughs> if, it, if it was done by someone a little more hallmarky, maybe it would be fun. Yeah. They didn't think to make Christmas in every shot of whatever that was. The Christmas Dragon? No. Yeah. Uh, one of the opening scenes is a dragon. Uh, a very CGI, bad-looking, sci-fi channel-esque dragon roasting a bunch of people. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to see this now. Oh, I could send it to you on uh, Google Drive at some point, because oh, I have all of those episodes. Yeah. I think I do want to see it. Yeah. I'll send it on. Okay. Uh, and if you want to send it on, you can send it on to us at Instagram at TrailerBlazersPodcast, or you can email us at TrailerBlazersPod at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to know when a new episode drops, assuming uh, it hasn't been blocked for our making fun of Elon, you can follow us on Twitter at trailer underscore blazers. If you want to be generous, you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, which is still the best way for the show to gain traction until very shortly once we start doing Patreon stuff, as soon as we figure out what the tiers are. And uh, if you figure out what the tiers are, Quick Mickey's going to tell you what happens. Yeah, folks, we're just going to do, uh, we're just going to make our own movie film, but it's going to be a documentary. On M. Night Shyamalan getting all those different chances. One after the other, the man had a supernatural amount of chances. And we're going to make a... It's, maybe it's not a documentary, but it is a, a dramatic recreation of his life. Even though he is still alive. Would he direct the, uh, the movie about himself? These are the questions that keep you up at night. And if you are staying up too late at night, take some melatonin. That's a tip. Thank you, Quick Mickey. Effervescent, reticulated, and resplendent, as always. For the Trailer Blazers, my name is Nick Kelly. And I could use some of that Let Me See money. Happy Trailers. And I'm Ben Moon, and I'm a joke about Australians. Happy Trailers. Oh, no. No. If we don't get no Armageddon, then we can't make no Armageddon.